Good morning, everyone. Now, you might remember last week, Owen preached last week, and uh, he spoke about meeting God in the valley. I don't know if you remember that. I hope you all remember that. And Owen did a soundscape. Do you remember? It was awesome. Uh, I, I had someone at, uh, I knew who was at the back observing, yeah, and they made this rather wonderful observation. And that was that it was the older people in the church who really got into it, and I thought that was wonderful. So we're going to have another bit of a soundscape this morning, and I want to encourage not just the older people, but the younger people and the, the teenagers, let's really get into this soundscape. So we make these sound effects as we read through the passage. So if we could have our... Um, we're going to start with the call of Elijah, 1 Kings 19. So Elijah departed from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing, <laughs> more, more, was plowing, with 12 yoke of oxen uh, in front of him, and he was with the 12th. Now, to stop you there, this picture, not quite right, okay? So 12 yoke of oxen, He's got 12 oxen all yoked together with one plow. That's not quite right. There would have been 24 oxen. That's 12 pairs of two. So if we could sort of chop this picture here. Yeah, that's better. Like that. That's a yoke of oxen. Two oxen with a plow, and there is Elijah there. So um, he departed from there. And oh, I've read that bit already. We'll move on. All right, so God, he so often... Um, works with those people who were working. And Elisha was working. He was working. And um, how often that's true, that God calls those who are active, doesn't he? And um, you can see in the background there, you can see Elijah. I'm going to get confused. Elisha, Elijah. Elijah, and can you see in his hand, he's got a red cloak. And that's called a mantle. And he does something rather wonderful, you see. He spoke without speaking. Has there, anyone ever done this to you before? Yeah? They speak without speaking. What are they saying? Someone just does that. <laughs> Draw it out for me, will you? Yeah. So that's what, this is what he does. So carry on with our, our, um, our passage. Elijah passed by and cast his cloak upon him. He cast his cloak upon him. <laughs> and he left the oxen. <laughs> and he ran after Elijah and said... Let me kiss my mother and my father, and and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again, for what have I done for you? So there he cast his cloak over him. And um, you know, if if you see a police officer wearing a police officer's uniform, you know he's a police officer because he's wearing a police officer's uniform. And for Elijah, he was wearing a cloak, and it has a special name. It's It's called a mantle, and he had a cloak. And he put it on Elisha's shoulders. And you you wore a cloak if you were a prophet. So Elisha knew what was being said when Elijah put this on his shoulders. He was saying, I want you to be my student. That's what he was saying. And Elijah didn't have to say anything. Elisha knew what he meant. And then he says something rather strange. He says... What have I done to you? So he says, let me kiss my mother and my father, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again, for what have I done to you? What a strange thing that Elisha says here. But what he's he's really saying is this. I'm not going to force you. I'm asking you to be my student, but I'm not going to force you. 
So Elisha was willing, and we're going to see that in a minute. Uh, So he returned from following him, carrying on with the passage. He returned from following him, and he took the yoke of oxen, and he sacrificed them. Well done. And boiled their flesh (laughs) with the yokes of oxen, and gave it to the people, and they ate. And he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. And here, Elisha, he destroys all his equipment. All these, these um, oh, it's not there anymore, is it? His equipment, his plows and his, and his oxen, which were worth a lot of money. He just destroyed it all because he didn't want it to be a distraction in his future. And he said more by what he did than by what he said, didn't he? Okay. So Elisha's response, he was willing. Elijah didn't have to force him. His response was of the work of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit who convinced Elisha to follow uh, Elijah. So he destroyed his equipment. And then Elisha also was wise. And Elisha trusted in God's truth and in God's plan. And uh, Elisha knew uh, that if he got rid of, um, he knew what to get rid of so he could serve God better. And that's really important. He knew what to get rid of so he could serve God better. And that's true for us today. Now, I've got a couple of, I need a couple of volunteers, which I've already selected. So we have Owen, if you could stand just on the floor there, it'd be fine. And Nuff. Nuff, right. So, I want to talk to you about plowing. So I here have a yoke. (laughs) I'm not not going to strangle you, you don't have to do it up or anything. But this this would go around the cow's neck and, and that. So if you want to stand here and just pop that on your shoulders. Excellent. So... So here we have, and this is what I want you to know about, <laughs> about plowing. Does it work? You've broken it already. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, so this is how it works. So Owen, the teacher, and this works really well because Owen's going to be teacher training soon. So Owen is the teacher. Owen the ox, okay? And he is going to lead, okay? He leads. Now this side, oh, they disappeared. <laughs> come back, come back. <laughs> I need you. On this side, we have, we have Nuff, the student. And you'll be doing your GCSEs next year, won't you? So you really are a student. And you follow, okay? And so we have a teacher and a student. And this is how it works. So, wonderfully, Owen the ox over here. Owen the ox. Owen the ox. So you have to imagine these are ox at the moment. Owen the ox. He's not teaching Naff the ox to follow Owen the ox. Owen the ox is teaching Naf the ox to be obedient, and he's teaching to follow the plowman who's back here. So I'll be the plowman, okay? Now I want you to imagine that, that um, Owen is Elijah. And I want you to imagine that Naf is Elisha. And this is the relationship that's going to take place. So Naf, or Elijah, is, is accepting the offer to be the student, yeah? And he's going, to be, he's going to follow. And so Elijah is going to teach Elisha to listen to God. Does that make sense? So you can take that off now. You can take that off now. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Now, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. So what he means by that is come to me. If you're really working so hard to be good, you so much want to be 
to be good, and you try so hard to keep God's law, and you labor so hard, but it's so hard to do that, and you, it's such a heavy burden on you, and you just fail. Come to me, you who labor and fail, and you're heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, Jesus did it for us, didn't he? When he died on the cross. And if we put our trust in him, he gives us rest and forgiveness. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So he's inviting us to put the yoke on. Jesus goes in this one. He's the teacher. I'm the student. I go in this one. He's inviting us to put his yoke on. <clears throat> and he says, learn from me, for I am gentle and I'm lowly of heart. That's so wonderful because he's, like, he's not like a teacher ox that rushes off down the field and leaves you behind. No. He's gentle. He knows our needs. And these yokes were made especially, they were tailored especially for that particular ox. And how that's true for us, that Jesus, he wants us to follow him. And he, he will carve a yoke that's just for you. He knows your needs. He knows what you struggle with. So you take his yoke upon you and you learn from him. For he is gentle and lowly of heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, says Jesus, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what he's saying there is this relationship, you're going to like this relationship. It's wonderful. Yeah. So there we are. Let's move on to our, our second story this morning. And we'll come back to this. Our second story is about a, a, a vineyard, Naboth's vineyard. It's found in 1 Kings 21. So I'll read, and you'll see the pictures on the screen. Right, so now Naboth, the Jesuelite, had a vineyard in Jezreel, beside the, the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. And after this, Ahab said to Naboth, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden. Um, because it's near my house, it's convenient, and I will give you a better vineyard, or whatever seems good for you. I will give you its value in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you my inheritance of my father's. And so we see here that Naboth's response was absolutely right. And he was under pressure. He had the right response under pressure. This was a very tempting offer to take, uh, to take the vineyard. And not only that, he said no to King Ahab. He's not a nice man. Really not a nice man. He's a dangerous man. And that must have really frightened um, Naboth, the vineyard owner. That he said no to King Ahab. But he was right to say no. Because it says in Leviticus, Leviticus 25, 23, and I think Naboth knew this. It seems he knew God's word. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me. And in all the country you possess, you shall allow a redemption of the land. So he knew that if he, gave the land, if he sold the land, if he sold his vineyard to King Ahab, he would be disobeying God. And he knew that. So he gave the right answer. But I want to go further than that. I want to say that King a that, um, Naboth gave a perfect answer. I would like to say that. Now, let me explain. A good answer would have been No. That would have been quite okay, just to say, no, that would have been a good answer. But he goes further than that. See, he pointed to God's authority. Isn't it wonderful? You see, what, read what he said. He said, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance 
of my father's. It's really, really, it's a wonderful answer. And um, we can do that today with certain things that come into our lives. And um, so let's take, for example, let's take the, the gender issue. So if someone says, there are loads and loads and loads of genders, and you can choose one, a good answer is to say, no, there's not, there's two. But a better answer is to point to God's authority and to say, God says there are two genders. God says, and we can point to the Bible. We can point to Genesis chapter 2. He made them male and female. No. So that's just a good example of, of how we can give really good answers to, um, to these, these things that put pressure on our lives. Uh, like, and we can be like Naboth. So that's wonderful, that. And uh, Naboth, he knew what to hold on to. He knew to hold on to his vineyard. So we had Elisha, who knew what to get rid of, so he could serve God better. And now we have Naboth. He knows what to hold on to, so he can serve God better. Isn't that wonderful? So, so Elisha, he listened to God through the prophet, Elijah. Naboth listened to God through his word. Ahab listened to Jezebel, his evil queen, and he followed Baal. So I have here... Baal looked something like that, okay? <laughs> Roughly, that's what he looked like. And what Naboth had done, not Naboth, sorry, what Ahab had done, the wicked king Ahab, it's almost like he's... There you go. He's yoked himself to a false god. He's yoked himself to Baal. That seems to be what he's done. And um, now I just wonder, how many of you know somebody who worships Baal? Anyone? Anyone here worship Baal or know someone who worship? No? I didn't think so. Maybe? Was there one there? Ahab. Ahab, Ahab did, yeah. <laughs> Very good. You were listening. Okay. Today. <laughs> but I like the answer. That's good. You're awake. That's great. Yeah, but today, I mean today, people don't worship Baal today. But, but... The teaching behind Baal worship is still very much alive today. So Baal, he's just a false god. He's, he's nothing at all. He's gone. You know, it's, it's cardboard. And Baal was nothing. But the teaching that was followed, the ideas of, the idea behind, behind Baalism was sort of like pleasure and convenience. And if you want it, you have it. You master it. And in fact, Baal's name means owner. If you want to own it, you own it. You, we see that with, with um, Ahab. He goes to the, the vineyard, and he just wants to own it, and he'll do anything to have it. And today, today, we still see, not the idol, that's, that's history, but the teaching behind it. We still see that. I see it every day. You know, convenience, and if it's good for me, it's my life, let me do whatever I want. We still see that very much today. So let's carry on with our story. And we're reading from... 1 Kings 21. So, and Ahab went into his house, vexed and sullen, because of what Naboth the Jezreelite had said to him. For he said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed, and he turned his face away, and he wouldn't eat. But Jezebel, his evil wife, came in and said to him, Why is your spirit so vexed? And he said to her, because I, would, because I spoke to that nasty red and white, <laughs> 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 
for money and you were doing it. I'll give you another one. Something like that is what he said. And we're going to quickly skip through the story because it's quite long. But what happens then is the wicked queen Jezebel, she arranges to have Naboth murdered in a terrible way. He's falsely accused and he is murdered. And then we carry on, carrying on with the story. And you shall, shall, you shall say to him, hang on, what's going on here? Hang on, I've missed the page. Here we go. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, Arise and go down and meet Ahab, king of Israel, who is in Samaria. Uh, behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth. So you notice here, notice here, he doesn't say he's in his new vineyard. He's in the vineyard of Naboth. It's not his vineyard. He's murdered the person who owns the vineyard. But it's actually still Naboth's vineyard. He's in the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone to take possession. And you shall say to him, Thus says the Lord, have you killed and also taken possession? So have you killed and also taken possession? And you shall say to him, thus says the Lord, in the place where the dogs licked up the blood of Naboth, uh, shall dogs lick your own blood. It's rather horrible. That's Ahab said to Elijah, oh, have you found me, my enemy? He answered, I have found you. Because you sold yourself to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And we're going to see Ahab's response here. Now, Ahab changes the subject. That's his response. So what I want you to see here, what I want you to see is that Elijah comes down and he is showing King Ahab, the relationship between Ahab and God. He's saying, this isn't good. You've murdered and you've stolen. The relationship between you and God is not good. So what Ahab does, he changes the subject. He turns it on its side and he makes it between him and Elijah. And he says, oh, you found me, my old enemy. See, like that. And then Elijah has to turn it back on its head again. He turns it back up and, says, and he says, but you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. And he brings it back to the relationship between Ahab and God. Does that make sense? And I see this today. I see it quite often when you're talking to people or you hear people and they're being, they're being asked about their relationship with God. And, and you ask about, you know, are you going to put your trust in Jesus? And they change the subject. And they well, religion starts all the wars. <laughs> No, 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 we're not talking about that. What's your relationship with God? There's a problem. There's a blockage of sin. What's your relationship with God? Oh, well, um, what about all the suffering in the world? No, 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 we're not talking about that. We're talking about your relationship with God. It's very personal. Your relationship with God. And then they change the subject again. And um, all the Bible's full of contradictions. It's no, your relationship with God. (laughs) See, and Ahab did exactly the same. And people still do that today. They change the subject. They do. So how about you? This morning, are you going to change the subject? If you're, if you're here this morning and you don't know God, and your relationship with God is not good, are you going to change the subject? So, Elisha knew what to get rid of. Naboth knew what to hold on to. Ahab wanted everything for himself. 
And what did he do in the end? He sold himself. He sold himself to do evil. But I do pray this morning for everyone. If you're here and you're a Christian, and maybe you have been for many years, then I ask you to think about, think about the yoke and, the inv- and um, how's your walk with Jesus going? And I'd like to ask, ask you the question of, what can you get rid of in your life? It doesn't have to be a sinful thing, but what can you get rid of in your life? Is there anything in your life you can get rid of so your walk with Jesus is, is, is better? And is there anything you need to hold on to? And if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, then I ask you that question. How is your relationship with God? And are you going to change the subject? And please, if that's you, don't leave here today without speaking to somebody. You can speak to me, or you can speak to Owen, or you can speak to someone at the welcome desk, but please don't leave here this morning without speaking to somebody about um, the way of salvation. So we're going to read this verse one more time, and we can stand, and I'll invite the band up. And we're going to stand. Let's read this slowly so it really sinks in. And we'll read it together. It is, Jesus said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light.